Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast number 47, the UK's online digital TV and technology show, the show that's based on feedback from you. My name's Carl, and with me as ever is our tech guru, Pete. In today's show, we're looking at backups how to keep your snaps, words, vids, and stuff safe and sound. Here's a look at what else we're covering in today's tantalizing take on technology. Project Canvas TV service gets the nod. BBC iPlayer comes to FreeSat. We unbox a new tough camera from Olympus. New apps for the iPhone and the Smart Pen. Plus your questions on Slingbox, Dave and Virgin. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. News for the 1st of January 2010. Project Canvas has been given the provisional go-ahead by the BBC Trust. If you're not in the loop on Canvas, this is a consortium consisting of the BBC, ITV, Channel 4, 5, BT and TalkTalk to offer TV content and internet services on your TV. Think of Canvas as a cross between Freeview and the iPlayer. Canvas will be an open platform offering catch-up TV services, on-demand, internet and HD. Canvas set-top boxes could be available as early as December 2010. Next, Freesat News. Those with a Humax Foxat box can now get the BBC iPlayer on their TV. The service is still in beta and you'll need a special access code, which at the time of recording is 5483. Details on how to get the iPlayer on Freesat in our show notes. Now some iPhone news. The iPhone is now available at Tesco. The lowest tariff is £20 a month with a 12-month contract. That's compared to £30 for 18 months on O2. The handset is more expensive with Tesco, though. See our show notes for the prices. Some DAB news next. Enemy Radio has joined the National DAB Commercial Multiplex. Enemy Radio went live just before Christmas, championing new and alternative music. Punjab Radio and UBC Christian Radio also joined the National DAB lineup in December. Next, Kindle. Amazon's Kindle Book Reader is now available as a free app for the iPhone. You can order ebooks from Amazon.com and read on your iPhone, although Stanza still remains the iPhone ebook reader of choice for many. If you missed our mid December update, note that BT Vision has just released a new black BT Vision box. No new functionality over the old grey box, but it's a new design and reportedly 12% more energy efficient. It looks like BT has dropped the RF modulator from their new box, which is less handy for those looking to send TV to a second room. The BT Vision box is available free to new customers until the 15th of January. Pics and links on our show notes. Also, we'll be shot if we fail to miss the hot topic, Freeview HD. The service completed what's known as a technical launch in early December in the Granada and London areas. Still no set-top boxes on the market, though. The one we're waiting for is the Humax HD Fox T2. This is due out in the first three months of 2010, priced around £170. Next, back in show 40, we reviewed the Pulse Smart Pen. If you own one of these magic transcribing pens, note that a new app store has just been launched, offering a whole bunch of new applications, well worth checking out. And finally, homing tweets are coming soon. Microblogging service Twitter has just bought a firm called Mixer Labs, whose technology will be used to geotag tweets. This means that your 140 character messages can soon be location tagged. Got a new story for us? Retweeted to FrequencyCast. 
Thanks, Pete. For more on what we've covered today, check out our news blog at www.frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news. So it's a new year, we're ready for a new idea, we're going into focus in on... Yes, it is a new year, and of course, what do you make at New Year's? New Year's resolutions. And our frequency cast suggestion for your New Year's resolution is to back up your data. Carl, are you a data backer-upper? I have a backup system, yes. Oh, yes, you do have a backup system, don't you? What do you have? A grey one. A grey one. You've got an external USB hard drive, if I recall. I do, by Maxtor. There you go. Do you use it? Well, the light comes on every now and again. I, Not really. So do you run unattended backups or ensure that you schedule backups on a regular basis? Definitely not. Right, so that's pretty useless, isn't it? Yeah. Buying the box isn't good enough, you know. You actually have to back up your data onto a backup drive. Well, if it did it automatically for me, I wouldn't have that problem, would I? Okay, well, let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Um, why should you back up? Why is it important to back up? Because you will lose everything. Mm-hmm. And how could you lose everything? Faulty hard drive on your computer? Four main ways, and here are some rather scary stats. So there's accidental deletion. 43% of people accidentally lose something that they can't replace data-wise each year. And, of course, you're testament to that, aren't you? About three shows ago, we uh, we uh, lost some audio. Don't remember that. Sounds very amateur to me. Was that you? Yes, thank you, Carl, for erasing something vital from a few shows ago. It wasn't that vital. It was only the content. Oh, yeah, minor details, absolutely. As long as we keep the background music in, that's the main part of the show covered. So, yes, accidental deletion is a big one. Then you've got theft or loss. Apparently, out of 100 laptops stolen, only three are ever recovered. What, the information or the laptops? The laptops and the information. That's not nice. So if someone strolls in and nicks your laptop, or someone breaks into your house and nicks your PC base station, uh, your data's gone with it. That's not actually very helpful, is it? It's a bit like losing that valuable piece of jewellery, you know, the sentimental piece. Which leads on to the third area of... Uh, major data loss which is disasters so we had those poor folks in Cumbria getting flooded uh, and also you got uh, potential fire damage to properties and to, to data so yeah you may well be insured and your PC equipment may be insured but the data on it could be gone for good not so good the fourth one of course is uh, drive failure so mechanical failures on your drive uh, drive seizing up hard disks do pack up they do die they do go faulty they do get bad sectors and bad clusters and the like. So, uh, yeah, data loss through hardware failure is another biggie. This is not good news. So what do you recommend? Well, first of all, let's just think about what you ought to be backing up. So what sort of stuff should you be backing up? Just your computer stuff, really. Now, a little bit more than that. So, yes, you've got all your documents and data on the computer. So that would be your uh, letters, spreadsheets, databases, financial records, blah, 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 whatever else. But also things like uh, your digital photos. If you're a digital camera user, you may have a lifetime's worth of digital photos and video clips. Keeping that safe is pretty important. And, of course, they're quite big sometimes. They might not all fit on a CD or a DVD. Then you've got things like your MP3 music collection. Let's say you use uh, iTunes and you download songs at two quid a go and you've got a thousand songs. That's two grand's worth of music that if you lost your hard disk, you may have to buy again. So keeping that backed up safely is a, is a key thing. Wow, now you're trying to make me feel like it's important. And then the more sort of mundane but equally important things on your mobile phone, for instance, all those mobile phone numbers that you've got that you haven't written down anywhere in an address book you don't keep anymore. So your mobile phone, uh, your address book for Christmas cards and the like, and of course your diary, calendar, shared work calendar, that sort of thing. It's all important stuff and it all needs to be backed up. Well, you don't have to worry about the mobile phone thing, do you? I mean, if you lose my number, you can always phone me and ask for it again. (laughs) Yes. Uh, How could I ever forget free phone Carl? Uh, So, okay, how do we keep our data safe then? Well, I was going to ask you that, actually. I just said. 
What do you recommend? Okay, well, the basic thing you can do is just burn your data onto a DVD or onto a CD and keep it somewhere safe. Uh, if you don't know how to do that, get yourself a bit of backup software. Uh, I'm quite a fan of uh, Roxio. It's quite a decent little package. Very good at just creating data disks, CD and DVD with all your data on. Good, okay. That seems like a cheap option. Yeah, but it's also very painful. You have to remember to do it, put the disk in, set up all the files you want to copy, and sit there and wait for an hour or so while it burns. A little bit tedious. Would you recommend sitting there watching this happen? No. I would recommend getting a standalone hard drive. So you were talking about your uh, Mac store USB thing, plugs into your USB, and you can copy files to it. Uh, There are a couple of other ones out there worth recommending. Uh, Seagate have a line called the Free Agent. Let me just pass you this. Right. Ah. Quite heavy, isn't it? It's a little bit bigger than a Mr. Man book and a little bit smaller than the uh, Reader's Digest. What is it? This happens to be a Seagate Free Agent 500 gig. These drives hold a bucket load of data. Um, This has encryption software and you can actually go to a pro option, which will give you some online internet storage as well. But this is a fairly basic generic drive, plugs into your PC, 55 quid and holds half a terabyte of data. Wow. You've also got uh, things like the uh, Western Digital Passport. Uh, This one we've got a picture of here, the um, 320 gig Western Digital Passport. 50 quid, a bit more stylish, a little bit more stylish finish to it. It's a nice black, sleek hideaway sort of style thing I guess this is uh, mounted horizontally is it uh, as it happens that one you can do horizontal or vertical it comes with a little stand for vertical oh that's fair enough but of course again as we said earlier owning one of these isn't good enough you actually have to use the thing and get a bit of software to do the backups these do come with software but I, I'm a fan of something called Syncback rather nice piece of software and it lets you you can see look from the, from my laptop there you can see all of these jobs set up so I've got uh, C drive generic critical media backup Pete standard backup web archive and these are all scheduled tasks that will just run overnight and happily copy data across safely onto my drive. And does it overwrite old data or does it just keep them as separate? With this you can do both. As it happens I tend to overwrite, which probably isn't very good because if I damage a file and back it up then I've backed up a damaged file. But I do tend to keep incremental backups so I do tend to keep more than one copy of these things. Uh, Syncback, very good little package. $30, bit of shareware, highly recommend it. All right, I'm with you there, but it uh, it means remembering to do things a bit faffy, isn't it? Any advice on that? Yeah, you'll be wanting a click-free drive. A click-free drive. These things are pretty good. They make backing up your data really, really easy. No software to install. Sounds good. Piece of cake to use. You don't have to remember to do stuff. Basically, you plug this into a USB port and it has all the software on it to automatically back up. So it'll automatically suck your photos, music, um, emails, documents, video clips, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, Over 400 file types are supported. Plug it in and forget it. It will just back it up. And on the box, it actually says it's as easy as making toast. Wow. Except you shouldn't burn your backups or your toast. And how much is it? Okay, the basic click-free drive, the one we've got a picture of here, uh, is a 160 gig drive, £63 from PC World. Or you can go for a terabyte at £160. Okay, sounds quite good. Uh, What about Macs, though? Yeah, you can actually use these click-free drives on uh, Windows XP, Vista, Windows 7 and Mac OS X. But if you have a Mac, life is made a little bit easier for you because they have something called the Time Machine. Wow. Was that invented by the dock? Yes, it has a built-in flux capacitor. Doctor Who. What this actually does is automatically back up your data every hour and you can also back up online using the Apple Mobile Me service. How much do you reckon for Time Machine? Well, if it's a DeLorean, it's going to cost quite a bit. Um... £300. Free, built into the operating system, which I think is quite ironic. As you know, I'm a PC man myself. 
and I have to back up because Windows can be quite flaky, it can delete files and get viruses and the like. That's why I tend to back up a lot. Macs, they don't suffer from the viruses, they don't suffer from the crashes, and they come with a free backup program. It's kind of around the wrong way somewhere, isn't it? Well, you know, some people out there will be going, that's why Macs are better than PCs. Very true, very true. And what do you have? You've got Scion Series 3, haven't you? No, not, not got the 3 yet, I've got the one before. Okay. Damn thing won't print out pictures. <laughs> okay, what's that? That's a home hub. Oh, no, it's not a home hub. That's a base unit for a PC. Yeah, it's a bit of a beefy little box that you can use for your backups. This is something called a NAS. A NAS. That was a bit of a tongue twist, you know, a beefy backup for your box. For ba- 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 See, I can't do it. Say it again. It's a bit of a beefy backup for a box. This is a NAS, a network attached storage unit. And basically, this plugs into your home network and it can be used to back up all of your data nice and securely. So this is effectively able to connect to any of your connected machines, desktops, laptops, anything else, and you basically use it to store all your data, so your media, your photos, your video clips, as well as all your documents, and you can stream music and video from this to any computer connected to the net. Uh, the one we've got a picture of here is a Linksys Media Hub, which plugs straight into your router and then becomes available to all the machines on the network. It's got a web interface, easy to manage, automatic backup software. You can stream HD from it, encrypt your data, and it's got a spare slot as well, so you can put a second hard drive in if you want. And you can even connect a printer to it and have a home printer. So it's kind of uh, sort of where there's two or three machines at home, or even maybe for a home office, but it's quite a handy way of backing up your data. So it's almost a server in the house then, really? Yeah, more or less. How much do you reckon for one of these then? 700. 170. All right, that's an impressive price for all that lot. But what if I want to get an micro-storage backup system? Now you and I, we're constantly armed with these little memory sticks, aren't we? We are. Lots of data transfer going on with us. Absolutely. So some of our show notes and, and web pages and audio files all get swapped around on these little devices. If you're going to use a memory stick, you should do what we don't do and get one with encryption on it. Oh, I see. Using substandard equipment. Yeah, so if uh, memory sticks get lost, very easy for someone just to pick them up, plug them in and have a whole bunch of data. Normally government data left on trains, if I remember. Only on Thursdays. So if you're going to use a memory stick USB key, get one with built-in encryption. Many of them have that. Okie dokie. Have you got something less technological I can use for this? Right. I'm going to hand you... Oh, this box. Hold that. Oh, that's heavy. That's uh, a little bit heavier than I anticipated. Uh, All right. It's a first aid kit. Right. I need a key for this. Key. Put in the lock. Now, this is a sentry safe fire safe. Very important for keeping your data safe. This is a standard fire safe. They're very cheap. They're very easy to get hold of. They're quite beefy and quite heavy. And they're going to protect you against having what's inside burnt in a fire. Okay, so uh, inspire me. Is this yours? This is mine. I brought this in from home. Let me open it up. (laughs) 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 What's this? It's on data safe disk. I'll throw that away. That's not easy. Get off. That's my backup. That's your life, isn't it, is it? (laughs) And what's it? It's a pair of dirty pants. (laughs) Now, to be fair, I didn't actually bring the entire contents of my safe with me because normally what I keep in here is things like my passport, my driving licence, a couple of premium bonds, car insurance documents, that sort of thing. And at the bottom, I keep this, which is a, a DVD backup of my data. So, yes, if you're serious about your data, get yourself a fire safe at home and put your backups in it because it will keep it safe should the worst happen. Um... Okay, so it protects you from fire and everything. And let's face it, if anyone was sad enough to nick it, the only thing you'd actually be unhappy about is the fact they've taken your favourite white case away. How much is that they've taken? 
Well, these fire safes tend to be around £40. We'll stick up some links to our show notes. The one I've got here is guaranteed to protect up to 840 degrees C for 30 minutes. But the contents will have melted. <laughs> no, it'll protect. They are designed to protect. But yes, fair point. You've got one of these things in your house to protect you against fire. If someone strolls along and just nicks it, you've lost your data. Similarly, your little uh, Mac store device that's connected to your PC, what if somebody just breaks in, nicks the PC and nicks the drive with it as well? I feel so sorry for that man. Would you like to know what I do? I'd love to know what you do. What do you do? Well, you see, I've lost enough data in my time to be a little bit paranoid about it. So what I do is every, uh, I don't know, one or two months, I run off a DVD of the files I really care about, and they go in my handy-dandy trusty fire safe. What I also do is I have an off-site copy of that DVD that's held with a friend, just in case. Sorry, with a who? (laughs) I have one other friend, you know. First of all, he's a fictional character. Secondly, seeing someone once a year, or so you say, does not actually warrant calling him a friend. And thirdly, just because this character is referred to by multiple names, St Nick, Santa Claus, etc., it doesn't make it more people, so you don't have more friends. And what I also do is run one of these uh, USB backups overnight, so every night all of my vital files are backed up onto an external USB hard drive, Over the top of that, I also back up my mobile phone data. Every time I connect my phone and sync with my PC, backs up the data onto the hard disk and keeps that safe. And the really critical files, things like my Outlook file, which has everything in it, a lot of common spreadsheets, documents, and a few other really critical files, I back up every night, overnight, off-site, over the internet. Wow. That's another closed case. What should we do next? Actually, before we shut this case, um, all this personal precious information floating around the internet, online and things, are they actually safe? Are they? Are they really? Online backups are the way to go. It means your data is protected on a server somewhere completely remote from where your PC is. So should the worst happen to where your computer is and where your backups are held, if it's on the net, it's safe. A couple of services worth mentioning. If you just want a basic online backup service, Norton offer an online backup product. You can stroll into places like Curry's and PC World, pick it up off the shelf. It'll protect five computers, give you 25 gigs worth of backup. It's automatic. You can schedule it. You get email alerts if your backups haven't worked. 25 gig, that'll cost you 49 quid a year. Fair enough. Alternatively, PC World offers something called Data Vault. They will give you unlimited storage for 90 quid a year, which is not too bad. Not as good. My personal favourite, the one I, I live with, is Carbonite Online Backup. Is that the same stuff that Superman's Planet's made of? Was that Cryptomite? Now, they give you unlimited storage. Uh, the current version of Carbonite runs on Windows XP and Windows Vista. There's 32-bit and 64-bit versions available. It doesn't work on older machines, 98, 2000 and ME, but it does work on Mac OS X uh, 10.4, 10.5. So a fair um, collection of the more modern operating systems. It does work on Windows 7 as well. Very, very good. Unlimited backup. It's held securely over the internet, and it's only $54 a year. You can also get a free 14-day trial, and we'll bung up a link on our website. That all sounds fantastic. So is your data safe and how do you get it back again? A lot of these companies actually have bought up these old nuclear bunkers to put servers in for backup. So these are industrial strength servers in very, very secure compounds. And it all uses AES encryption, 256-bit encryption. So very heavily compressed. You have a special key to encrypt and decrypt the data. So yes, it is very securely held. Uh, very reliable service. The other really good thing is you can actually get your data from somewhere else. So let's say you're on holiday and you need to get hold of the document, you can log on to this service and download it wherever you are in the world, which is pretty cool. 
Sounds very helpful. Is it one of those top secret bunkers, you know, the signposted surreptitiously? Yeah, driving through uh, North Essex one day, we uh, we bumped into a sign saying uh, secret nuclear bunker. Not very secret, was it? Yeah, and when he says bumped into, he was driving and he's not that good. You said earlier about the telephones. The other day when dropping my phone down the toilet, I did... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, we've got to talk about this. We can't let that one go. Carl decided to uh, throw his phone down the loo. Well, I didn't technically decide to throw it down the loo. It kind of well, it had a mind of its own at that particular point. After all those years of holding it in my hand, uh, I decided to buy some sort of special pouch for it so it could slip off into the loo. But more importantly, um, I have no intention to connect my loo-covered phone uh, with uh, cables from my computer. So, uh, is there an easier way of doing this? Because I'm not really, you know, connect your phone to the computer is not something I think of doing. Yeah, backing it up onto a PC is the best thing you can do. If you don't want to do that, you can actually back up the data on the SIM card with one of these little key rings. Oh, that's a nice little plastic thing. So there you go. This has got a little slot in it. You can slide your SIM card in and it will back up all of your contacts from the SIM card onto this little key ring. If you want to go a little bit more exciting, you can get one of these things. Look at that one there. Oh, that's nice. It's got a little screen on it. And what was the screen? Oh, it shows the numbers that... Oh, that's clever. So you can actually have a key ring with a backup of all your SIM data on it. And it's only about nine quid. Links to uh, both of these, the one I'm holding in my hand, which also happens to be a card reader. Very nice. And this one with a little screen on it. They're both under a tenner. Link up on our show notes. I do like the one with the little screen on it. So going back to your phone, is it working now since you recovered it? Well, yeah, it had quite an extensive um, dilution process applied. Um... <laughs> I mean, the thoroughness of that procedure itself was probably enough to just destroy the thing. But yeah, after a bit of air blowing, uh, air in cupboard heating, uh, a bit of oven bake, uh, a few little minor procedures, along with the disinfectant and everything else, um, I am using it again, yes. Your Nokia brick has survived then. It does lead to an interesting dilemma though, doesn't it? So this went down the loo. Now, we've discussed this. Should we involve the listeners in this one, I wonder? If you drop your phone down the loo, what do you do? Is it a hand down the loo straight off to to fish it out basically do you fish or do you flush yes uh, obviously um, after the process has been passed do you fish or flush I think it's an important question actually because I wasn't too sure what to do there's a moment where I just stood there staring going hmm I'm not too sure what to do in this situation it's kind of like when you've jumped from a plane and you're not too sure whether you bought the parachute or not really so go on then let's get your opinions out there get in touch with us twitter us perhaps Should should we twitter poll this one should you fish or should you flush? We need to know. Yeah, just text us if you want fish or flush. Just the one word. I'd fish, I'd flush. That would be cool. Okay, and if you do want to text us, 07882 043 521. Thanks, I uh, feel better now. Uh, right now, it is time to get our hands on a new piece of kit. We have a camera. Now, we don't normally do cameras here at Frequency Cast. But we've been handed a tough 6010 camera from Olympus that apparently is drop resistant, waterproof, smash proof, cold proof, all sorts of other things. It's a 12 megapixel camera and it's up to us to try and destroy it. And we've got a rather unusual way of doing it. So I'm now going to give the tough 6010 to uh, the queen of clumsy. This is our own frequency cast team member, Kate. Oh, this looks very interesting. Right, it's meant to be tough. Let's see what's in here. There's a... A very big, thick manual, which hopefully I don't have to read all the way through. And a disc with some instructions on it as well. Another flap. Oh, there it is. Wow, nice colour. Take it out of the bag. Oh, very nice. Oh, it's a lot heavier than I thought, actually. Um, But very small. 
Nice size screen on the back. Looks like it's got lots of functions. Plenty there for her to break. And also in the box is included a power lead so you can charge it up. Uh, mini USB to large USB. Uh, a few other, it uh, looks like a phono uh, to mini USB. And there's a, oh, there's a memory card here as well. We'll see how long it takes her to break that. There you go. So we'll be reporting on how our Kate manages to destroy the 6010 in due course. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Time now for your emails, texts and calls in our interaction section. If you've got a tech question for us, or a comment on the show, get in touch. First off, Terence called our podline number on 0208 to ask for some help using a slingbox to watch Sky over the net. Oh, my name's Terence Smith and I live in Nottingham. I've got Sky. Will a slingbox work from a Sky multi-room box? so that it doesn't affect my main television when somebody else is away using, you know, the other person on the receiving is changing channels. It changes just on the multi-room player. And also, uh, I won't have a direct link from my sling box to my PC. Does that mean that um, I have to have my PC running all the time? Hi Terence, yes you can connect a Slingbox to a Sky Multiroom box, no problem at all. As for connectivity, you'd normally connect your Slingbox direct to your internet router, not via your PC. You do this using an Ethernet cable, or if you need a wireless solution, you can connect from Slingbox to your router using a set of home plugs. Some links on our show notes. And our next one is from Peter Phillips. He emailed us to ask, I'm a long-time listener to the podcast and invested in a Humax FreeSat PVR about six months ago. My question is, when is Dave coming to FreeSat? I've emailed FreeSat, but I've had no reply. Why is Dave not broadcast by FreeSat? Hi, Peter. Well, as far as we know, there are no immediate plans for Dave to appear on FreeSat. Of course, it is available on Freeview, though. The reason you can't find Dave on FreeSat is because Dave is part of Sky's variety package, which means that Dave's owners get a slice of Sky subscription revenue, something that couldn't happen if they were on FreeSat. Of course, that could change in the future. I also want to mention an email discussion we've been having with Mark Taylor. His mum's on Virgin. Where she lives, she gets ITV Meridian on Freeview, but ITV London on Virgin, so she can't get regional programming on cable. We explained to Mark that this is because of the Virgin distribution point that she's connected to. Mark took this further and spoke to a Virgin engineer, who told him that he's constantly being called out by people in the Meridian region that have now been wrongly assigned to Carlton. He advises anyone in the same situation to complain to Virgin, as they're only going to recognise this as a problem if people complain en masse. If you're affected, see our show notes for contact details for Virgin. Next, a podline call from Davina. Hello. Um, I'm wondering how uh, I can get a, a twin tuner thingy. I'm not at all technically minded. Uh, the, at the present moment, we have a cheap Freeview box, but we also have a satellite dish, which is purely for the terrestrial French programs. We want to be able to uh, use both the uh, French satellite channels coming through and the Freeview ones and be able to record them, if necessary, onto a twin-tuner freeview thingy. I live in Carlisle in Cumbria, and my name is Davina Hay. A tricky one. What you're after is a twin-tuner PVR that can record freeview and the input from a satellite receiver. Just about all of the freeview PVRs that are out there can only record freeview, not satellite. 
what you're actually going to need is a DVD recorder with a built-in hard disk drive and Freeview. DVD HDD units, as they're known, can record Freeview through the built-in tuner and also allow recording of a connected satellite receiver via the SCART socket. Link on our show notes. Don't forget you can email us via our site with your comments or text us on 07882043521. It's the cost of a standard text. We've had lots of podline calls this month. Keep them coming in on 02081334567. And here's another one from Sir Steve Wilton. Hi guys, so this is uh, Steve Wilton from Wedding. Um, I've just got an Xbox 360 and it's got Skyplay on there. Will there be the BBC iPlayer going onto it? And if not, is there a way I can transfer the iPlayer from my PC to the Xbox 360? I'd like to know. Hi Steve, the BBC iPlayer is not yet available on the Xbox, even though, as you say, the Sky Digital Sky Player is available on Xbox. You can still get BBC iPlayer content on your Xbox though, fear not. What you need to do is download shows from the iPlayer using the Download for Media Players option. This will save it in Windows WMV format, which you can then view on the Xbox. Take a look at the show notes for this show, show 47, for a link on how to do this. Our last podline call of the show is from someone you'll find talking to himself in the Frequency Cast forum. Here's a plea for company. Hi, this is Michael Johnson. I'm that fellow that keeps bugging Pete and Carl to uh, review the Jumbie, and I'm very pleased now that you've reviewed the Jumbie. Uh, just really wanted to know if, uh, what's happened with the forum. Um, there's lots and lots of things happening in the forum, but um, nobody, nobody there to interact with. So uh, please, 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 please sign up to the forum and give it a whirl. Thank you. Yes, gang, please go to our forum and say hi. You can also ask a question to be featured on the next show. Our forum is at frequencycast.co.uk forward slash forum. Thanks for all your feedback. Got a question? Get in touch via www.frequencycast.co.uk. Also, we've been nominated for a European Podcast Award. Please vote now for your favourite podcast via the link on our listener page. So that's all for this show, Show 47. To get in touch and for news updates, go to the listener section of our website. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button and sign up. We're at www.frequencycast.co.uk Sign up and keep an ear out for our next tantalising take on technology. And if you like what you've heard, please spread the word. <laughs>